Welcome to I Love That For You, the podcast celebrating the late bloomers and trailblazers of all walks of life. I'm Red. I'm Kelly. Happy New Year! And I am depressed. I'm not going to lie. I can't imagine anyone coming back from a trip like that feeling normal again. For those of you who missed this, Kelly actually went on her honeymoon. This is the second attempt at the Take uh, two. Take two. uh, (laughs) Due to, uh, what was it? It was passport? Missing passport. We'll just say that. Yeah. Temporarily (laughs) missing. But, so you finally went on the trip to Bora Bora. And if you guys have not checked out her Substack or her Instagram, please do so because you guys get to live vicariously. I got a little too jealous and there was a point where I was like, I will catch up on it later when I am not so envious. (laughs) There's always the three to five people that you lose followers just from posting about your vacation. You didn't lose me, but I just was like, it was literally zero degrees Celsius here and I'm seeing you swim with sharks, which girl. (laughs) Oh my god. I was terrified at first, but then it got so calm. Like, it was just the coolest thing. I was in awe. Like, there was stingrays and manta rays and tropical island fish and sharks everywhere. And it it felt like like a bathtub. The water was so clear, so warm, but unforgettable. Most memorable The video is incredible. Like, just seeing how close. Like, I've swam with sharks before, too, but they were not that close. No, they were literally, I I could touch them. It was crazy. I did not expect that. I did not expect to have a private catamaran tour out of the St. Regis where they shot that terrible movie Couples Retreat if you haven't seen it apparently it's the worst thing ever made but <laughs> yeah I stayed in the overwater bungalow it felt like the one percenter that I'm not uh, it was <laughs> crazy it was the trip of a lifetime and you can read all about it on my Substack because I know nobody actually cares if you do go to my Substack guys subscribe kellylansing.substack.com but Red how was your first Christmas in Toronto? Technically, it's not my first because I have been up here to visit for a couple of Christmases, but... This was my first time as a, I guess, like Canadian resident. Really nice. I mean, it was not as tropical. There were no sharks at mine. <laughs> oh, um, I know. There was a deadly dog named Atlas. No, uh, <laughs> we had a couple dogs at Christmas. Atlas was my cousin's dog, and he was very full of life and loved giving like full contact hugs. He was a small dog, so he just would like go up against your chest. But it was funny because he would he has no tail and he. Would would waggle his butt so it kind of looked like you were getting a lap dance uh, when he would do it but and then there was Summit who is my aunt's dog who is so chill so relaxed but was too excited and broke the ornament that I was bringing as a present to uh, as part of the present to oh my, my aunt and uncle and right upon entry smashed it and <laughs> no yeah but it, it only went up from there it was literally his tail just knocked it off the bag because I had it also decorated on the bag so yeah note to everyone Try not to be fancy. Um, keep it simple. And I also wrote about it on my Substack. So if you want to read more about Christmas in Toronto or Christmas in Canada, because I was in Stratford for Christmas, and then I went to a winter solstice festival, which was so cool. Um, oh, I saw some pictures fun. on your yeah. Substack. It was it's so 
very artsy and funky and not what I was expecting at all. But yeah, it was really, really fun and could not be more polar opposite to I know. like people playing the ukulele and Polynesian music going and summer. Yeah, and then you're well, totally opposite. Weirdly, though, I think we both had fire breathers at some point. I didn't see them, but yes, that is part of the culture. No, oh. not not at this one, but oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. You well, did? Were, yeah, I did at the winter solstice. So. Oh my god. Yeah, like you do. So it oh, was just so time. much. I mean, it was really fun and I'm so glad you had such a great time. Too. Yes. I, mean, you, I know you said you're not a one percenter but you deserve that experience thank you yeah it really did feel like it it was like the best day of my life in recent history i mean i would live that day over and over again this everybody should do it once and then never do it again because i am not a resort person as i said in my post i am an airbnb person it felt very a resort i put this in the subject but like they uh limo you in and drop kick you out they put on all the you know the free champagne and the lays and upgrades and all that on your way in and then you're dead to us on the way out yeah kind of felt like that but while you were there I will I will lap it up it I felt like it was the true honeymoon of my dreams and Uh I thank all my friends and family who contributed to our honeymoon fun you made it possible because dear lord I would not be able to afford it otherwise it's so expensive but worth it and yeah Red, when you go on your honeymoon, highly recommend. Go oh, to Bora absolutely. Bora. Well, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Bora Bora. So you got to. Now you gotta seeing go. that, it only makes me want to go more. Good. You should. Speaking of making things a goal. <laughs> <laughs> should we start with mine? Because I know you have 24 of them. Apologies in advance, dear listeners, because yeah, yep. we... <laughs> We're probably going to cut it down. You'll see the full list on my Substack. Once again, promote. I don't think I've promoted my Substack. I rarely do on the podcast. So you know what? Fuck it. 2024 energy. Absolutely. Um, like the, the story you post the other day. I think I'm going to fuck around and be the person that I've always wanted to be in 2024. Yeah, fuck around and live the best life I can. Like, yes. <laughs> so promote that Substack and everybody should be a subscriber because it's so good. I love all your stuff. Oh, and... Thank you. And same to you. I mean, thank you. it's kind of funny. We're each other's hype women's. Women? That was not. (laughs) I swear this is tea I'm drinking. It's not alcoholic. (laughs) It's still too early for me. (laughs) Okay, I'll start because mine are, I'm not a fan of resolutions or goals. We've talked about this and I'm really like, granted, I'm not someone who says you have to do them. And also when you make them, it's more of setting a goal for yourself, not a need to have, but it's a nice to have happen for the year. So absolutely. It's never something where it's like, oh my God, you didn't do it. Like, are you such a fuck up? No, absolutely not. So I'm excited to hear what you would like to see happen in the next year. Exactly. So my mantra, I'm going to have a mantra and it's funny. I had this mantra before I actually listened to this podcast. It's called Mm -hmm. Happier in Hollywood. And they have the same mantra as I did. I think it's just because it rhymes. But my mantra for the year is going to be hear me roar in 24. But here I'm going to do an easy goal, a medium goal, and a hard goal. Okay. My easy goal is to be kinder to myself, Red, because Mm. it was a great year of many highs and many lows. But I think I just have some grace with myself and it's a tough industry that I've chosen Mm -hmm. and I just want to be kinder with like not comparing myself to my peers online is the death of me as I've said before just having more grace and just letting the journey take me where it goes red (laughs) that's my I think that's my easy goal even though that could be considered hard it can Um, be especially I yeah I I know both of us our own worst critics are ourselves and we are very hard on ourselves and 
as much as that's helped us in certain ways to get to where we are, I would say there's definitely a lot of times where people talk about how the pe- the things that they used to do to get through situations, they need to change because just because those things worked in the past, they don't work anymore. And being hard on yourself may have worked yeah. in the past, but no, uh, you deserve a little bit more kindness to yourself. I mean, you deserve kindness all around, but as no. someone who is also a self punching bag sometimes. Um, (laughs) I would say that is a really good goal and it probably will be a little bit harder than you expect, but yeah, it might be a medium. It might be a medium (laughs) goal, but I think it's just because in comparison, my hard goal is hard. My medium goal is to be bolder in career, in life. I think this came from Bora Bora, just getting out of my comfort zone and doing things like swimming with the sharks. I've never paddleboarded before in the surf, mind you, which is impossible to do. That was crazy. <laughs> Motor scootering. Sean and I had never done that. And we only crashed once into a oh, tiki hey. hut. Oh, hey. helmets on. I- it wasn't terrible. But like just doing things that, you know, take me out of my comfort zone, be it socially, uh-huh. professionally, or just personally. Um, I just want to be bolder. And we get in our routines, you know, I feel like. Yeah. I'm very routine based and like being in Bora Bora travel in general just always takes you out of your routine or comfort zone and you come back bright eyed and bushy tailed and I kind of want to keep that with me so that's gonna be my medium goal put myself out there more which you're very good at so you would knock this goal out of the park <laughs> think mean, you would kill it uh I think it's <laughs> I say it's bold though I think sometimes it's literally just no one else is gonna do this for me so I might as well do it and I think people do think that's pretty bold um yeah I don't I mean, you're the boldest person I know. You, you need really to get are, out more, girl. I am not. Because <laughs> I'm in my routine and my ways. <laughs> well, I would like to get into more of a routine, but I, I kind of like having that. Your like, chaos. I like, I like your chaos. chaos. Uh, yeah. So we're going to switch a little bit, huh? Well, I'll be more chaotic. I'll be more stable once your schedule sets in. <laughs> Perfect. I hope so. My hard goal is to sell a project, which is very hard in this industry. Things yeah. are not being bought at the rate they were. But because I'm being bolder, that's my goal is to sell a project. And then, you know, ever present goals are to grow this podcast and the mm-hmm. Substack and bigger and better so that's kind of all in the professional realm but excel be successful i guess so be kinder be bolder and be successful <laughs> which I love is it. yeah i think hard I would say more successful yeah. because i think okay you've had a lot thank of success you. in a lot of ways so thank I mean, you red it was I true and so i mean this is i think those are fantastic goals uh, i can't you. wait to hear you roar hear me roar <laughs> 24. But yeah, those are my three and a half goals. I think those are uh, amazing, though. I think it's like it's almost three plus because there's a lot of things that come with that. So many ways you can be more bold. So even if it's just one thing next year that you're like, you know what, I'm going to speak up for myself here where normally I wouldn't. That's already doing the goal. Yeah, that's amazing. 100%. And I think it's entirely attainable. I love that. So thank you. Good goals, girl. Thanks. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, Red. everybody, well, buckle, buckle up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Here we All go. Right. Well, okay. So a lot of them are things I need to do anyways. So like to knock a few things out. Yeah. Graduate from CMU, which uh, at the time of the recording coming out, I will be one week away from school. Oh my crazy. God, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. So excited, but so nervous. The program, again, is not even a year long. So that should be a pretty attainable goal. I also want to find a Canadian doctor and have a physical. 
That um, is a good goal. Right? That's just a... Uh, I like the same this. goes with the dentist, so I counted that. Oh, that's three. right. Yep. Uh, I have a goal, too, of growing us um, on social media. I'm hoping that we can get 1,000 followers this year. We have just passed 500, which yes. again... Yes! That's huge. Uh, like, I know people are like, that's not that much. But I know. for us, that's a big deal because, again, we went into this... Again, it's been about six months, maybe that, and we came into this not knowing at all what we were doing. No. Um, <laughs> no advertising. Yeah. We Listen, we don't have the money for it. Um, not yet. We, um, we are not celebrities. Gasp, I know. Oh, what? I wasn't Bora Bora, Red. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Living your Kim K life. I um, really was. <laughs> but no, I mean, we are just two friends who wanted to do this together and we've been doing a lot of hard work on this and so to reach 500 that was really cool and thank you all so much for that and so we want more people to join this community and just see where it goes from there so I'm hoping that we can grow our followers to double that in the next year so somewhere totally. over a thousand I think that's we can do again that. I, I just want more people to come and share this and same with my other account because I had started that account not much not too too much longer than that and social media is a thing that took me a while to come back to. Uh, I had to take mm-hmm. a break. Uh, if you know my story, I needed to take a step away from it for a very long time, for several years, both fortunately and unfortunately. Everybody kind of needs social media nowadays because mm-hmm. it's how you build your network. It's how you build your community in so many different ways. And so I'm just hoping to grow both of those. So yeah, having thousand followers for each account would be exceptional. Everyone, please help spread the word on you know social to listen to the podcast come follow and if you want to you can come check me out too on there yes. and don't forget kelly do that too miss I mean, red venture she right? already has over a thousand followers so. I mean, <laughs> now they're gonna unfollow me watch no stop it <laughs> also another probably need to have is by 2025 i need to decide where to live um, oh my god i'm going to come back to the that's u.s crazy it's crazy it's wild to think about that because i'll be done with school so i mean then it's okay where do I go from here and I have no idea but that's why it's a that's a future goal that's a future that's a future problem (laughs) not now just enjoy yourself up there and worry about that that's a 2025 problem well I have to make the decision before okay fine q3 of 2024 (laughs) so yeah figuring that out also if you know I love spin so I am hoping to complete 100 spin classes in the next year love Uh, yeah and i think that's totally doable that's like two times a week i used to go like five six times a week so red that's crazy i need to calm down a little bit this one i know kelly you're going to love this i have on my goal to go on a date Red. I know. I wait. Ha- what? Is, yeah. So how? Like, are we are we talking about apps or in like real life? Are you meeting people? I mean, no. You don't. I'm not gonna go on a date on an app. How do you intend to meet? Like, oh, are you gonna oh, be oh. on the apps or are you planning on like meeting people in real life? Like, what are we thinking? I so so far, I'm thinking give myself some time. Um, as people know, I was dating in the U.S. and I connected with somebody who really meant a lot to me and. We went into it knowing I was going to leave. And so I think there's still a little part of me that's like a little bit sad about it and not quite ready to go there yet. And with so many other things going on, I think if it happens, you know, organically and somebody asks me out, I will go and do that. 
However, I think at a certain point, it would be nice to also check out what the apps are like up here. Um, Apparently, they are similar to the U.S. There's no like different app that Canadians use. So there's not that many different. And I have been thinking about going on to Bumble eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that for you. Yeah. Control I mean, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's also the one where it's like the girls make the first move. And yeah. Like, as we've talked about, I am no stranger to making the first no. move. So this is absolutely not. I've never my... been on it before. Oh, yeah. I've been on it before. Um, my go to opener is to send a gif of a whale jumping out of the ocean with its fin going. And then it says, whale, hello there. Um, it is the cheesiest, but it also gives me a quick insight into can you like get with this humor? Because as you know, I'm a very, uh, they call me the punisher because I love my puns um, and they're really bad. You're a wrestler. It yeah. Like a wrestler. Oh yeah. I would just destroy oh. people with the terrible jokes I make. Um. <laughs> oh, but they gotta hang with you. That's how you well, know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if you, perfect. if you're, and also if you like come back and you're like very nice to meet you and it's a bear waving, I'm like game on. It's um. your soulmate. <laughs> so rewinding a little bit, are you still talking to? We still talk because again, we're we're friends. Like it's one of those things. Like he had said, like if you don't go and do this and instead try and like he was like absolutely not i would be mad at you and right. so he's a very supportive person and he's incredibly kind and again we went into this knowing what this was so we still talk yeah so that's what i mean like i feel like that's a little unfair to somebody new when you're still a little bit and we didn't meet we didn't meet on an app we met funny enough because of the dating show i was on where they set me up with my ex so instead when i went to the premiere party he's a friend of someone else who was on a different episode hi sams if you're listening they had him go as a friend to just watch some of the episodes and get some of the tea behind the scenes and we hit it off we sang karaoke together we sang summer nights from greece uh, nice <laughs> classic Good classic choice. and yeah so that's how we started hanging out and dating and talking all that and that's yeah we're just at a point where you know it's we don't want to do long distance and we both want to see where our lives go but we also are very supportive of each other and are friends now so Ugh, i love that yeah no he's happen. a very good person um, love this yeah going on because we still have quite a number to get there oh, yeah, that's um, right oh, this one i do every year it's grow an herb garden and or get house plants um i just love always having plants around so i had a few at the last place so i did have that um however i had to give them away i'm hoping to do that again up here and also it'd be cool to know what kind of plants are up here that maybe are unique that i couldn't get in the u.s so ooh, that's a good idea also this is another one i do every year i do a 30-day yoga challenge yes yoga with adrian or mm -hmm. yoga yep. with Adrian. Me too. I do that every year. I hate yoga. I, I'm just not very good <laughs> at it. I'm not very flexible. I, as you can imagine, as a serial overthinker and multitasker, it is very hard for me just to focus on you know, focus yeah. on the breath. And I'm like, I'm focusing on the breath, but I also have to do this later today. And I also have to yeah. go and do this. And wait, my leg doesn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. Like everybody always has like on their lists of goals, like meditate for five mm -hmm. minutes. And it's like one minute's hard enough. Like right. how does anyone do that? And that's well, like kind of yoga. -ish. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. That's why I do this every year because I build to it. I love that goal. I love doing Thank the 30 days yoga with Adrienne. She's great. Also, another one I have is to write 52 Substack articles, which sounds crazy when you phrase it like that. But then yeah, you're like, oh, that's once a week. I have that goal too. It's harder than you think. Like I pre-did some while I was away, but it's mm. hard because life hard. gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Right. Yeah. So it is a bit of a challenge. And when you put it in bulk like that, you're like, Jesus, how am I going to? But you know, it's the challenge and we're both writers. So we both know like we want to keep our writing muscles strong um so yeah another one is have a pinup shoe yes how's that going have you found or connected with people up there yet i've been connecting with a few people um there's been a couple photographers i've been talking to so we will see uh it comes down to where they physically are because now I'm without a car. So it's a little harder to travel to. And also I am a student again, so I'm on a budget. So yes, you are. (laughs) Once I know that, please uh, check out what, what, look at me cross promoting like a fiend. I love this for you. I don't normally do this. Apparently everyone's seen red this year, but once I figure that out, I'm always happy to share recommendations and things like that. So I will let people know and I can't wait. I miss pinup i left my pinup stuff at back at my parents like there's a whole box of stuff i'm hoping to send up to myself soon but it's just a little cold up here so i figured i wouldn't need that right away but already i'm missing it and yeah um i want to get my pinup on love this one is also one i do every year i travel to a city i have never been to before yay yeah and since i'm in canada that makes a very huge list of opportunities yeah. and places to go because I don't normally Definitely. I almost made it go to a province but I don't know how feasible that will be to go um, hmm. that far because again it's not like New England where it's like oh you can accidentally leave the state in Rhode Island right it's a little bit farther up here in Canada uh, the provinces are quite large so to get to another province would be at least a few hours if I uh, but I'm looking into it so I might try and go to Montreal I might try Newfoundland yeah, I can Newfoundland. see that for you I'm oh. planning to come to California at some point next year to visit um, and I'll so. visit you also that'll be yes, a goal of mine please. is to come to Toronto because it's across the border. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, from Buffalo. Exactly. So we'll figure that out. But I do want to go out to California, um, see you, see a couple other friends out there. And uh, this actually ties into... My other goal of hopefully getting my first paid gig as a professional makeup artist once I'm done with school. Yay! Yes! So maybe I'll get a gig will, in California because that's oh what's great God. about being dual. You can work in both countries. Now, taxes will be a doozy to do, but... Yeah, I was going to say. Help you figure yeah. that out. Right. That'll uh, be doable. Exactly. So kind of make that. that a twofold. Again, these things are, I feel like, as many as there are, they're pretty attainable. Yeah, I like these. These are very attainable, realistic goals that I see for you. This is Thank smart. Thank you. And we're almost done. Yeah. We're almost done. Quick ones to run through. Read six books. I do that every year. Love. Try one new recipe every two weeks. That one will be a little trickier because I don't have a full kitchen here, but that's also going to be part of the fun. <laughs> we have another one, which is continue to practice reading tarot cards. Which Ooh. we actually will have an episode coming up about that. Yes, so tease, tease, tease. I'm excited <laughs> for that. I'm very curious. I'm yeah, well, I've done a that. reading for you before. I know, but like on the pod, like I know, I don't know, I don't know what the cards hold. It could be a different whole, exactly, whole different. But that's what's going to be very reading. fun about it, and also I love that. Hey, you liked the reading I did for you. I it was, did. It was it great. Was very spot on. It very much so was. Myself. It was kind of crazy how spot on you were. Thank yeah, you, thank you. You're well, very good. I, 
I'm working on it. So, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. This one's a fun one because this is a leftover from last year that I didn't finish, which was learn to do either a split, moonwalk, or cartwheel. Can you moonwalk over to Toronto? I was trying. Like Like over the border? Yeah. um, My dad was not about that. He was like, you almost got me arrested once. Let's not do this again. Um, So I, that was what I was working on, but I haven't quite perfected it yet. So it's a work in progress, but don't worry, listeners. Uh, we will definitely be posting a video by the end of next year of me yes. moonwalking or doing a cartwheel or a split. One of th- we will have a video of that. And oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> you should moonwalk into a cartwheel. Right? Yeah. Oh, do that. Okay. Now you're just you trying to make things. I'm just trying to make it difficult. I'm trying to make you Simone Biles. Shout out to last week. So yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just making you do. And then I'm going to make you do a back handspring on top of it. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, with the traveling, I want to go see my mom and dad at least once. So yeah. good goal. Me too. Yeah. It's hard Love. to do that when either you're on the West Coast or yeah. in another country. So yeah, I want to go to them. Yeah. Because I'm Same. sure they will. And also, it's nice to go visit Rhode Island. So I'm hoping to do that. Let's see. I want to build a Toronto friend group. I want to make friends Ooh. up here. I know that sounds like Aww. a little, but I don't know anyone up here yet, really, no, other I know. than my family. So you will um, with your spin, like the pinup community eventually, your students. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're going to thrive with, with that. I hope part. so. I, I think that's going to be something I'm really looking forward to. Also, this next one is a pretty much need to have, especially if I decide to stay up here. I would like to have a basic understanding of the metric system. And or Celsius. I'm being yes. kind to myself. At least one of them. <laughs> How are you doing Maybe on that? Both. What is the temperature right now in Celsius? Uh, it is currently one degrees, which means it's about 37 degrees outside. Uh, Yay! Roughly I see. I didn't even know that. Because it's, I think every degree is roughly around five degrees and zero is freezing, which is 32 Fahrenheit. Okay. Why did we do this to ourselves? This is I don't so... <laughs> know. Why are we? Why aren't we just on the metric system? Like I never understood that. We're Girl. idiots. <laughs> Preach. Maybe that's why. Because we are idiots. <laughs> we just couldn't comprehend. Like in French Polynesia, same thing. Obviously, right. everybody else is on the metric system, and they're like, "Yeah, it's currently um, twenty three degrees Celsius outside." And then, like the people next to me who are natives were like, "Oh my god!" I'm like. What, what does that mean? They're like, it's, 80, <laughs> it's 89 degrees or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it really was. And it was midnight in Tahiti. And it was that Whoa. it was that humid. Yeah. But anyway, but that's just to show you how dumb we are. And why aren't we on well, it already? So good for you. Again, if that's our, that's what we were taught. We're just the butt think. of every joke, I guess. America. I mean, <laughs> one of my goals that I do every year is to fall in love. Now people can, a lot of times people assume, I mean, romantically, which yeah, that'd be nice. But I think it's just fall in love in one way or another where it's either, you know, with a person or with a, like having a love, a new friendship that I love. Or when I got Caboose, he definitely Aww. was the love of my life that year. Um, He's always the love of your life. Yeah. I mean, and I fall a little bit more in love with him and then hate him and then love him again <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways. And I also just think that is falling in love with your life a little bit more. And I Aww. try and do that every year because my, no, normally 
it would be my last goal just to have a year that is happier and healthier than the last. However, I was able to complete a goal I wasn't anticipating to complete that I was going to hold over, which means I am only at 23 goals and I need help figuring out what my last goal should be. So I had a couple ideas, but also Kelly, I need you to help me come up and we'll put this out to the listeners too. Which of these should I do for my final goal for 24? Help me more, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, So a couple ideas I had, jog a 5K. Uh, I had do a 5K last year and I did walk one. Progress. Right. I am, as you may have guessed and as I may have said many, many, many a times, I am not a runner. I do not enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) Not even us runners enjoy it. I could help you with that one. I mean, yeah, so that could be one. So we could either do a 5K, like jog one. We'd love to do maybe one of those, like maybe if it's an obstacle course one, that would be kind of fun. Um, and also to find one up here to do would be really cool love this okay so that's one option then we have start learning sign language i've wanted to learn sign language for such and i actually ran into a woman who was deaf on the streetcar and there was an issue with the streetcar and my heart went out to her because she was trying to understand what was happening and people did not realize at first that she couldn't hear Mm. um and they were just doing the announcements and finally she turned to me and i was able to be like can you read lips and so thankfully she could and so i was like oh i wish i could have helped her like you know wow because i could see she was signing while she was listening and communicating with me and i was like i wish i could sign and how frustrating that must have been for her and i'm sure it's frustrating all the time when you navigate the world as someone who has that you know just something that makes you other and people are not able to come to an understanding of where you're coming from so that goal i mean it would be start learning i can't imagine i'd be a master i love that that's a goal right well that's another option and then the third one uh, i don't know what what do you think what What would you you like to see me do this year how about like you already had get a paid gig so i can't put that on what about maybe we should put this out as like a suggestion like send me yours and tell us what you think I should do. If you guys like the either the 5K or start learning sign language, let me know. But Love. if you also have a different thing you'd like to see me try and do this year, again, that's going to be at my discretion. So if someone's like yeah. starting OnlyFans, I mean, <laughs> that's where people are going to go. That What about like, I don't know, I could see you doing like trapeze or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, that would be a fun goal. Like, try... Right. One, new, I mean, one new hobby like that one new like hobby. Tra- i think oh, that should be cool like trap have another thing. yeah <laughs> we'll put this we'll put this to the listeners so we'll see what they say but yeah listeners help me decide what my last goal should be whether it be jog a 5k start learning a uh, sign language or s- try out a new hobby yeah or send us other suggestions and then we will let you know which one i pick yeah, uh, I like either that. Either based on results or if somebody has a really good suggestion that both Kelly and I think, oh, yeah, no, I definitely need to do this. Let me know. And we'll share the full list on our socials. And yeah. Yay. I love this. Fun. This is fun. <laughs> I love this. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we should Holy probably shit. get to your profile that I have no idea what it is as usual, but I'm very excited. Because oh, I am very excited about this person because <laughs> I've been teasing Kelly behind the scenes about who this person is. And I have no clue as usual. No clue. And no clue. you are going to be so excited as we talk about this person Ugh. because, I mean, first of all, obviously we spent 45 minutes talking about 
2024 and manifesting things. So with that in mind, I actually stumbled onto a very well-known person who has a not as well-known but incredible manifestation story. Basically, they manifested the hell out of something. And they are actually, personally, one of my favorite comedic actors. <gasps> I'm talking about the great rubber face funny man, Mr. Jim Carrey. <laughs> literally, the other day I was thinking of this because he manifested something great, which I'm sure you'll touch on. But I literally thought about him. And I'm so glad you brought this up because yep. I was thinking about 2024 and manifesting and saying things out loud. And mm-hmm. being kinder. Oh, and, and he went the extra yard, and wow, he, I had, I didn't know this story, and I, and honestly, I mean, what do you think about him? I think he is one of the greatest comedic minds of our time, but he is a little wacky. He, he is a little wacky. We know that. We'll go, go into it. Yeah. Don't worry. He's known to go a little hard sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, for well, his that's roles, thing he even yeah. says he says he likes to push boundaries. Yeah. And, my God, he's yes. uh, very good at it. Um, very good. But, but all the great guys and comedians and women are always. I would a little, say artists you know? because we're gonna yeah. get into that too. He really is. I think he's actually like a big artist. Uh, We'll get into that because I adore him as an actor. I mean, I grew up watching Ace Ventura, Dummy Dumber, The Mask. Mm -hmm. We've already Mm -hmm. talked about how The Grinch is like my favorite holiday movie. Yes, it is. And it's because of him. (laughs) It's his portrayal and just, oh my God, my sister and I will quote him all year round to each other just being like, are you two still living? Or (laughs) holiday hoobie waddy. Like, oh, he just, the way he delivers lines and like the things he went through also with those prosthetics, my Yes. Yeah. But I didn't actually know a lot about his upbringing. I don't either. Yeah. I love that you're doing this. Right. We're going to rewind back to January 17th, 1962. Yes. When this episode comes out, his birthday is in about two weeks. So happy early birthday, birthday. Jim. (laughs) James Eugene Carey. That is his full name. I was like, Eugene. Like, Eugene Eugene Levy. Have I heard Eugene? That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great name. Anyways, he was born in Newmarket, Ontario. That's right. He's Canadian. Did you know that? I think I did. But it's it's always fun to be reminded. Because yep. you, you kind of forget. He's so, like, I don't know, American, you know? Yeah. Associate him. Um, so he was the youngest of four kids to his and was born to his mother, Kathleen, a homemaker, and Percy, an accountant. He would go on to discuss his father in a 2014 commencement speech, saying, So many of us chose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. My father could have been a great comedian. And quick side note, his dad was also a really good musician, too. So he could have been like this creative person. But he didn't believe that was possible for him. So he made a conservative choice, and instead he got a job as an accountant. Jim goes on to say, when I was 12 years old, he was let go from the safe job. Our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which is that you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well give a chance on doing something you love. Slightly misquoted, but... I love that. Yeah, I was I like, chills. oh, wow. wow. That's a, yeah, and when he delivers the speech, it is, oh, you're just like, you feel that. Like, he was oh. like, and especially because when he says they had to do whatever they could to survive, he really meant it. They moved mm. around Toronto, like that whole area constantly. And for a while, the family of six were actually homeless. Mm. They were living either in a tent or in their car. It might have been a combination of the two because I can imagine fitting six people in a car, probably difficult. His mother would struggle with mental health and reportedly was even suicidal at times and allegedly abused painkillers. Oh my God, I had no idea. 
None of this was in his background. So Jim actually dropped out of high school after ninth grade. And when his father got an accounting job at a tire factory in Scarborough, in exchange for being able to live in the house across the street that the company owned, he and his brother worked as janitors and security at the factory. So he dropped out of high school to start working to help his family. And apparently this was not the nicest area. Um, I read some reports that said he had to bring a bat to work every day to defend himself against people with daggers and knives. Yeah. Oh, my Um, God. I mean, there's better gun control up here. Uh, so thankfully, at least he wasn't facing that. But yeah, yeah. Appara- and wow. he was saying like at the time he was like a kind of angry teenager. I believe so, it. I would be. <laughs> right. With all that stuff going on. So he almost like welcomed like the all right, let's go. Like, you know, that oh sort of thing. God. But thankfully, like, you know, he actually found a healthier outlet because during this time, Jim also discovered his passion for comedy and specifically stand up comedy. Since he was a child, he realized he could contort his face to mimic famous people and I'm sure we've all seen the videos of him doing different impressions and it would make his family laugh and at times like that they actually he says he looks back on those times like the times living out of the car and stuff is not really sad because they had each other and they would make each other laugh like this and he said that by the 1970s he could actually do impressions of 150 people Whoa. So again, he's like a teenager, but you would think that's a lot. But if you've actually seen the videos, especially the ones where he does the impressions in like rapid fire, I believe him. I think he actually could do like a ton of people. Oh my God. 150. Right? But at 15, he made his debut at the then recently opened Yuck Yucks uh, in downtown Toronto. It's a funny name, but the chain has actually been around for over 40 years and it would become famous for giving the stage to comedians before they made it big. So people like Jim, Rick Moranis, Norm Macdonald, so all Canadians, but also Americans like Robin Williams, David Letterman, Jay Leno, Adam Sandler. Like this was the place. So he, the thing is, he bombed. The club (laughs) owner described it as like bad little Richard. Like it just was like, he wore like this polyester suit Um, and yeah, he just, it did not fit the vibe. It was not. And so with that and the struggles of his family's finances, he would stay away from the stage for a little while. I mean, as someone who's done stand up, I can tell you bombing sucks. It is the worst feeling. I would rather die. I feel like that's the scariest thing to do i think i oh, give you so much out credit there and <laughs> so much credit trying yeah. to turn a room around too as you're like struggling up there oh it is oh no oh. um and you know it's your first set ever and you're like 15 oh my god no oh, oh. I would never so, come back. I would never come back. No, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't but would actually away. he started working on the routine and he was and he started like doing smaller local clubs And then two years later, he ended up returning to Yuck Yucks. And not only was it a great new set, but he was able to turn it into a regular paid gig. What? 17? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not even an adult yet. And he's getting paid. Well, he started, well, he started, I think it took a little while to get to the paid part, but they would invite him back. Ah, Like the first time where he was not invited back and then worked his way up. So he's doing that and he would make a name for himself in Canada. And ended up making the move to Los Angeles in roughly the early 1980s. And he soon became a regular at the Comedy Store, which we know very well. Yes, (laughs) of course. Yeah. And he even became uh, an opening act for Rodney Dangerfield in Las Vegas. No big deal. 
Right. So he's building up, but this is where the manifestation story happened. So despite this success, the money wasn't actually that great. And Jim was struggling once again. I mean, it wasn't unfamiliar territory, but he did not want to have that life. And he didn't want to give up either. Like, just call it quits, go back to Canada and find the safe job. He put his goal into the universe in the form of a check. He wrote himself a check in the amount of $10 million for acting services rendered. And he dated it for 10 years from that day. And he began carrying it around in his wallet as a reminder to keep going that it was only a matter of time for his success to come true. And again, chills, chills. It's smart that he gave himself like that time. Yeah, 10 years. Right. Of I like mean, but also, just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, $10 million in 10 years is also kind of crazy. A lot. It yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But also to give yourself time, though, still, because slowly but surely, he was getting more successful. He was cast in his first leading role in the small movie Once Bitten, which is, if you see it, it is so campy, but so fun. It's a vampire huh. movie. Check it out. He's, uh. he's adorable in it because he's so young. And oh. yeah, and his comedy chops are coming through. But it, he's actually more of like the straight man in it. But like, yeah, yeah, you have to just see it because it's hard to explain. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he's doing the comedic, but it's like situational. So yeah. I see. Okay. So alongside his comedy acts, he began getting more film roles as well. Another one of these movies is the sci-fi comedy, Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> have you I've seen that movie? Heard, no, I've never heard oh of that Oh my either. God. Okay. You, you have to see this movie. It's what so good. This? So it's Gina Davis and the three aliens are played by Jeff Goldblum, Damon Waynes, oh my and God. Jim Carrey. Well, this is the most 90s thing I've ever heard. Oh, it is so good. It is one of, like, it's so weird. It's such a weird... There's the most psychedelic sex scene between Jeff Goldblum and I'm Gina Davis. This right now. Just oh, my God. And this poster is everything. Right? Holy... F- 1988? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're talking, like, late 80s, early 90s. Like oh, the, and, my God. Oh, it is such a good movie. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't say good, good, but I would say... I was going to say, this can't be that good, is it? Oh, <laughs> And, it, and Jim is so good in this movie because he's playing up the physicality of being this like alien. You have to call me when you get to the sex scene because you will lose your mind over how 80s it is. I think Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were dating during this. So, oh my like, God. Yeah. This oh, is it going, is such a I'm weird movie. I'm watching this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Please do and text me. Absolutely watching Oh my God. So, as I said, he acted alongside Damon Waynes, who really really liked his humor. So he actually invited him to audition for this thing, which would actually turn out to be his big breakout opportunity, the ensemble comedy show in living color created no by deal. and starring the Wayne's family. Like at some point we have to highlight them because they are yes, such a dynasty do. in the comedy world. Yep. Uh-huh. And yeah, Jim was actually one of like, I think only two white people to get on the like starting cast for this. And he had auditioned for SNL for years and was invited to come audition multiple times, but he just never got cast. But I think that's great because I think in living color was much more open to like wider comedy and, you know, 
just different styles and it really let him flex like his comedic muscles and the show lasted four years and during that time he was just so funny and so many people remember some of his bits and his characters i was watching sonic the hedgehog they had asked like some of the cast to do impressions of jim and i think like 90 percent of them were quoting in living color uh because (laughs) like those those bits are just so good but He also during that time got cast in a film. And when they heard the premise of this movie, one of his co-stars actually told that to people. And his co-star, David Alan Greer, said to one of the audiences, well, let's wish him good luck with that. And everybody (laughs) laughed. And that movie was Ace Ventura Pet (gasps) Detective. David, I won't be taking any investment advice from you because he did not not. see this coming because it was a huge hit. Oh it my grossed gosh. 107.2 million in 1994 oh on a $15 million dollar budget. What? Yeah. That's gangbusters. Like, right? that's a blockbuster. <laughs> that's huge. I mean, that's almost like in more recent money. That's more of like, that's double pretty much nowadays. But like, that's a huge difference in the profit margin. So obviously, after that success, he would be offered a $5 million to reprise the role in its sequel and was offered $7 million to star in Dumb and Dumber. And as you may have guessed, this $12 million payday came just in time for Jim to cash his check and then (gasps) some like how crazy is that Was exactly 10 years yeah he said in his interview on oprah that was like exactly 10 years he was able to cash that check however he actually never truly cashed it he actually gave the money away kind of his Hmm. father thankfully was able to see his son achieve success before he passed away in the mid-90s and according to reports i found jim actually tucked the manifestation check into his father's coat pocket at his funeral knowing both had done all they could to help him reach his dreams right i was just like oh my god oh my god i had no idea i cannot like what a gesture to do that but also like knowing how much like well like because his father was so supportive of him he drove him to yuck yucks like he helped him with his routine as much as like he i think he it wasn't like he was living through his children he wanted his children to do the thing that they loved and yeah jim speaks so highly of his father that's refreshing because out of a lot of comedy you know pain right right. well i mean it's not that he wasn't without it right true But he understood like his father was trying to the way he lived his life was trying to provide for his family. And he said his dad was so funny and so talented, like he could have been a comedian. So it was just I think that was really powerful. You don't hear that a lot. It's always like, you know, do the practical thing. Right. That you just got to support them and their inclinations. Yeah. Like I'm glad his dad didn't pressure him to be like, no, no. I mean, he did say he wished his dad had pressured him to stay in school. Um, yeah. I think it worked uh, he, out, though. <laughs> well, when his dad, I mean, true, but his he did say his dad was very upset when he dropped out. So, mm. I mean, but, rightfully, I guess I would yeah. understand that. Yeah. So Jim would obviously go on to achieve even more success, balancing between more comedic and serious roles. So he was the first actor to be paid $20 million for his role in The Cable Guy. Oh, wow. He starred in the Academy Award winning Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, He did not personally win the Oscar for that, but he would win two Golden Globes for Best Actor in The Truman Show 
Yes, on the my moon. favorite. That's my favorite. Uh, the Truman Show Truman is so Show. good. If yeah. You, if nobody has a, if you haven't seen that movie, go see that movie. And his performance in it. If you grew up like we did, watching all his comedy yeah. stuff, and then see this, because he's still so charming in it, and he has yep. like little funny moments. But he, it's a very serious role, and he does it so well. Oh, I, I like get I choked think up thinking about the actors. It. Uh, comedic actors are the best at doing drama versus the other way around you know because they have a way to balance it you know the pathos and the ethos like they come Mm -hmm. from it and they they channel it because like we just said like out of you know comedy comes from great pain so they know how to channel the drama and he just knocked out of the park my favorite movie of his Uh, for sure now the other movie, Man on the Moon, would actually be a little controversial. It's the one where he's doing Andy Kaufman. He yep. went so yeah. method. So uh, method. Because he was trying, because Andy Kaufman was known for being a yeah. rather method kind of actor. And so he was trying to get into his mindset. And apparently it went too far. It created yeah. chaos on the set. It mm-hmm. jeopardized the movie itself mm-hmm. and just wreaked havoc on the crew on the film and on jim himself they actually made a documentary yes about yep i was about to say i I saw it and i had no idea how far he went oh he went so far and he but the thing was it was almost like i wasn't even in control of it anymore like it was and there were people who said like his mannerisms and stuff they were like it was like we had andy back it's It's called jim and andy the great beyond it's on netflix everybody everybody watch it it's fascinating so fascinating and again like when you there's so many different techniques actors use to get into characters and things like that but this is one of those ones where i'm like ooh, it's almost a little spooky it is um yeah it was very spooky but i mean he won didn't he win i think he he won won something a golden actor in the golden globes for it yeah 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 so i guess it was worth it in that regard uh, if you care about awards I mean, right yeah <laughs> so jim is not without other controversies as well yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't say yeah so he's been married twice first he was married to actress and comedy store waitress melissa wilmer so yeah. he was married to melissa wilmer with whom he has a daughter jane aaron carey who have you seen her because she's beautiful no. she's got her dad's smile look her up. whoa Look She's at really her, she has her dad's smile. She does. You would be like, she uh, really does. That could work or not, and it works for like Whoa. she her she smile. Kind of is like Miley Cyrus in some of these pictures, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like, She's, She's now a mother herself, so yeah, he's now a grandfather too. Oh, yep. Um, so they divorced, and he was very, very briefly married to his Dumb and Dumber co-star Lauren Holly, but that lasted less than a year. He actually was engaged to Renee Zellweger for a little bit. I remember this, yes. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I do. I remember yeah. they were in Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah. He even dated January Jones for a little bit, too. Huh. And that was before he started a relationship with Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Yes, where... yes, yes. So 90. This is where the kind of controversies came because they became very outspoken advocates for being against vaccines for children. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their rhetoric was deemed irresponsible by various doctors, and he has clarified that he's not anti-vaccine, but rather anti-certain ingredients, which Mm -hmm. I think I understand the concern, but I feel like science is pretty well about, you know, again, there's been certain instances where it's not, um, but I think that they can determine what's safe. Uh, they're going to have better knowledge of that than you know other people so i understand the need to question it however saying things like it causes autism when that is not the case i think that rhetoric is very dangerous 
And I understand where he's coming from, where there's a concern, especially after watching his mother struggle with medication addiction. But those comments, some of them were so extreme. It was pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean. Irresponsible. Yeah. With that big a platform and right. eyes on you to just. I Yeah, yeah exactly. No. Like, I think there's a way to have an open discussion and have those things without jumping to conclusions. Yeah. And agreed. saying things like that, which would then prevent parents from vaccinating their children and therefore. Yeah, getting other children sick and causing massive issues and things like that. So yeah. I think I think there's an ability to express these concerns and to have dialogues and differing opinions. However, the way they went about it was not great. No, 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 no. And yeah, he would be heavily criticized for many, many years, probably still now. I mean, I don't know where he currently stands on it. I was trying to find more current statements on it. And yeah, I couldn't really find anything. I think he's been kind of staying out of the spotlight on that regard. Jim and Jenny broke up in 2010. And then in 2012, he started a relationship with a makeup artist. Unfortunately, uh, three years later, she actually sadly uh, committed suicide. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Although he was a pallbearer for her at the funeral, he later was brought up on wrongful death charges as the family blamed him for introducing her to drugs and jeopardizing her health. However, the charges were dismissed and both sides have confirmed that there's no further legal actions being taken. Um, It's a bit more complicated, but I'm going to keep her name out just because I think her family sounds like they kind of want to remember her for as she was and not for this. Mm -hmm. But the reports kind of say that Jim was really not the same after her passing and Mm -hmm. took it incredibly hard. Um, Yeah, it's it's a very sad and complicated situation uh, because obviously there's a lot of feelings involved and it's such a devastating thing when something like that happens right so Mm. i want to point out it's like people are not perfect and obviously he's probably our most controversial figure we've profiled so far yeah for sure um so again i'm not trying to dismiss his behavior and i didn't want to do like a oh yeah he's great let's just ignore that other stuff like i want to call it out for what it is yeah of course but he did continue making movies in the later part of his career leading up to where we are now but it became rather well known over the past decade that his heart wasn't really in the industry as much anymore i mean Mm -hmm. let's think about this he's been performing since he was 15 and he's 61 i mean come on 46 years like oh my gosh that's wow woof I, yeah, that's I think a lot. that says a lot. Yeah. Um, and his I later movies weren't so much hits by critic standards, but funny enough, his top grossing film was the critically panned 2008 film Yes Man. <laughs> that was his top grossing film? Yeah. It earned $225 million. Huh. I would not have guessed that. I wouldn't have either because, like, it was so panned by critics. I would have thought like Bruce Almighty. Or right. No, I mean, that like did well, that. too. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and here's what's interesting. Instead of getting paid for it, he negotiated receiving 36% of the movie's back end profits. That's the way to do it. Bet on yourself. Like, well, that's the thing. I think he could afford to bet on himself at this bet point. Bet on yourself. Yeah. Do what's fun, that sort of thing. And with the commercial success of the movie, he earned somewhere between 32 and 50 million. Oh my God. Right? That's like, crazy. I imagine he would have been paid, like, again, he made 20 million on a movie. So he probably would have been paid somewhere around that. And instead, he does double it if it is the 50 million. His moral and political views clashed with studios when he was in Kick Ass 2. 
In hmm. the wake of the Sandy Hook massacre, he refused to go and promote the film, stating, I did kick ass too a month before Sandy Hook, and now in all good conscience, I cannot support that level of violence. My apologies to others involved with the film. I am not ashamed of it, but recent events have caused a change in my heart. Mm. And I, I get where he's coming from. Like, again, this is a fictional story. There were people who were like, but why? But I think lately it seems like he's just trying to find his peace yeah. while also getting a little riled up. Especially I mean this because he has quite famously been exploring other forms of artwork, taking up painting, sculpting, even puppetry, creating NFT art. I actually have a link here I'm going to send to you just so you can see. You can see some of his work. And my personal favorite, he did this incredible sculpture called Ayla, A-Y-L-A. Ooh. Right? Yeah, I see it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, Jim made that? (laughs) That's impressive, actually. Yeah. But the riling up definitely has to do with his creating political satire cartoons. He Mm. was highly critical of Trump and his cabinet which put him on quite a number of conservatives' shit lists. <laughs> Maybe even internationally, since in 2022, he was on a list of 333 Canadians, he's still a dual citizen, that Russia imposed sanctums on for Canadian restrictions on Moscow and supporting Ukraine. Okay. So, really, it depends on how you look at it. Some have supported him expressing his views, while others call him a bully for some of the ways he's talked about some of these people. However, it's also noted that all the proceeds from his artwork are dedicated to going to Jim's favorite charities because with his net worth of $180 million, and let's be real, he's got to have some considerable royalties at this point, he can afford to step away. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. He doesn't need to take more (laughs) from the art, and I think that's great that instead he's using it for charities. Good, I love that for him. That's great. In 2022, he has publicly declared to be going into a fairly serious retirement. While he leaves the door open to a script that is written in gold ink that's going to be really important for people to see, he's ready to take a break. And I love this quote that he said because as he says about it, I really like my quiet life and I really like putting paint on canvas and I really love my spiritual life and I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists, I have enough. I've done enough. I am enough. Yes, I love that. Right? That's amazing. Like, I mean, That's kind of Yvonne Chonard of him. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing <laughs> yeah. too is like we were just talking about how we are so hard on ourselves, and I so many actors are like I have to do the next thing. I have to like even the way they're they're asked after somebody wins the Oscar. So many times people are like, "So what's next?" Yeah. It's like, I just won. I just like did this and spent years of my life on it and we need to know what's next. Right. Can't we just revel in the moment? I, like, I've on. earned $180 million in net worth and yeah. is that not enough? been doing this for 46 years. Uh, it's not enough. Is it not? Like, I think that's fair. <sighs> Good. I Mental health. Right? <laughs> and I personally think Jim Carrey is an artist in so many ways. Like, controversial in the way he pushes boundaries. Yeah. And again, I can't support all the statements he said, but agree to disagree about certain things, that sort of stuff. But I think it's so intriguing how he's just, he's so open to explore other mediums and he's so open towards like spirituality and from such crazy humble beginnings and his ability to manifest a life many wouldn't even dream of. Seriously. 
Like, Honestly, I'm going to do this tonight, Red. Right? Write yourself. Like, <laughs> write whatever you want to manifest. To myself. Why do you think I do these goals every year? Because if I put that out there. It'll happen. That's what It'll, I think. I mean. You got to put it in the universe. Right. Yeah. So if all he wants is to find peace and quiet for the rest of his days, or should he want to return to his zany comedic background or some other pursuit, whatever he decides, all I can say to support that is, all righty then. Love. Love. Well done. I'm so sorry to make this such a long edit for you. This might be one of our longer episodes. It's worth it. For the listeners, we're going to put our Do We Love This or That on the Instagram. So we figured the out the video, time. so we're going to move that segment onto Instagram, at least for this episode. Maybe it'll be a permanent thing. Yeah, I don't we'll know, see. But, I mean, uh, it depends yeah. on what you guys think. If yes. you guys like it as more of a standalone video and want to play along on there, yeah. or if you like it more in the episode. Let us know. Or maybe eventually when we do our Patreon, yes. we're talking about, sorry, giving you behind the scenes. Rate, so. review, and subscribe right. well, <laughs> so we can get there. <laughs> Right. Well, we're talking about doing that. And if we do, um, what some of the bonus content would be. So there's been a lot of discussions, but we want to hear from you about what you would love for us this upcoming year. I know we have so many goals. Please, if you guys have goals of your own, you don't have to just tell me what to do. You can also just let us know what you're doing. We'd love to share that if people are okay with it. Or what you've done. We'll share yeah. we'll share on the pod, you know. We'll give you a little shout out. Because so we would love that for you yeah. guys. Whether you do resolutions or not, yeah. we think whatever you want to do with your life, however you want to pursue it, whatever goals you want to set, we love that for you. And we're so excited about that. And yeah, Yay. so so excited to be here in 2024 with you. We're so excited just yes. for everything we're doing. And of course, Kelly, I'm so happy to be doing this with you. Me and too. The year ahead, and we have so many things planned, you guys. Oh, yes. We can't wait for you guys to hear what we yeah. are doing and who else we're bringing to the table. We have some oh. really fun people planned. And yes, we do. Oh, right so into great. the pod. Rate, review, subscribe. DM yes. us. I love that for you, pod. We can't wait to hear from you guys. We love you guys so much. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. We will catch you guys next week. And until then, we love you. Love you. Bye! Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. If you want us to spotlight someone, have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at ilovethatforyoupod at gmail.com or join us on Instagram at ilovethatforyoupod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love. And if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.